irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to L.A. Talk Radio. You're listening to the Power of Love Radio Show, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Welcome to the Power of Love Radio Show, sponsored by the D.D. Jackson Foundation, where we shine a light on loss and grief and how it impacts our lives. We are here to provide hope, resources, and a community so no one feels alone in their grief. We believe that through the power of love that nothing is impossible with love on your side. I am TJ Jackson, and we are here, I am here, with my two brothers, Taj and Terrell. Hola, everyone. And um, we have a special guest host. That's right, yeah, a special guest, no, a special co-host. He's not a guest, he's a (laughs) co-host. In the room with us, and it's none, Prince, do you want to go by Michael or... Prince. Prince is cool. Prince is cool. We have our amazing cousin. Uh, I, I get sensitive just just saying it, but the, our, our amazing cousin Prince is with us. Happy to be here. Yes. Thanks for coming, Prince. So before we dive into talking with Prince, um, Henry is not with us today, um, but uh, that's it. I just wanted to mention that. So it's just us four Jacksons in the room. Um Terrell, go ahead, man. Um, we are live on the Power <coughs> of Love radio show. So if you are listening to us right now, thank you for joining us. Later on in our show, we will open it up to taking a few questions via Twitter. So if you have any questions um, about anything we're talking about today, uh, anything, lost grief, um, and the topics we're going to cover, you can tweet us at, and I'm hand it over to Taj. Uh, the Twitter is at DDJ Foundation. Okay, and you want to go over the other social handles? Yeah, Just, sure. Why not? Um, Facebook is D-E-E, D-E-E, Jackson Foundation, and Instagram is at D-E-E, D-E-E, Jackson Foundation. And the website is www.ddjf.org. Beautiful. And again, we're not licensed therapists. We're just ordinary people who have lived through some of this thing called life, um, dealing with some losses, overcoming it finding inspiration um if you feel the need you need serious help please seek and find a licensed therapist to help you so um what are we so we have prince here which is so awesome Uh, we've been laughing and 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 just having fun for the last we've been supposed to be prepping for today's show but we've been just talking about what skyrim tomorrow friends and uh titanfall and titanfall video (laughs) games Um, but we don't know exactly what we want to talk about. But the one thing we definitely wanted to talk about, uh, Terrell, go ahead. I, I, th- I thought it came. would be interesting if we spoke about goals and inspiration, because just the four of us in here, I know we've we've had great people ahead of us teaching us and being great examples. And um, I thought it'd be good good thing for us to talk so our listeners can hear and and also be inspired by some of the things that inspired us. And um, we can just you know I chat it. about it. I love it. No, that's that's a very good point, Terrell. And, and um, I think there's no, you know, uh, question that the one of the inspirations is you know our uncle and Prince's, Prince's dad. dad yeah. mm-hmm. You know, um, for me that I kind of learned life's lessons through him in terms of giving back and setting an example and being a role model, mm-hmm. you know, to others. And when I say role model, you don't have to be famous to be a role model. Mm-hmm. You know everyone's a role model you know teachers and 
and people like that, they're the first role models that people have. And so for me, you know, just watching and seeing that, you know, I'm so eternally grateful for mm-hmm. those lessons. I, I completely agree. Yeah, I think I think for the three of us, obviously, we, we were very driven when we were younger. We knew what we wanted to do. It was all about music and recording and, and working hard. And then obviously when we lost our mother, it was a, a big setback. And I think I'm speaking for the three of us. It just music wasn't on our mind as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I want to speak about it is because how do you get back up and, and continue going for your goals and, and being inspired because at that moment I know you guys felt the same you just everything just didn't feel worth it everything was just lost yep you know so um, that's basically it and, and for us it was our family and I think Uncle Michael spearheaded that because obviously Papa T he was um, hurting as well and, yeah. Yeah. and um, he flew us out to New York and um, from there, we got back on our feet and started recording. And it's just everything, all the, all the inspiration, yeah. all the books and, and lessons. And So with that, Prince, I'm going to ask you, what is um, you're telling us about a poem? Is there anything um, else you want to say? Just, this floor is yours, man. It's, uh, well, I think before you actually get into this conversation, I think it's very important to talk about where, because Tara was talking about a, a drive, and what you want your goals to be. And I think that comes from how you're raised and who your parents are. Now, when my dad died, I was younger than you guys were when your mom died. So you guys had more of a relationship with her. And also, you had already had your career going and your work going. So her to die in the middle of that kind of definitely put it to a dead halt. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's different from my situation is because even though my dad had raised me and cultured me to follow my goals and taught me how to do that when he died yes it was put on hold but i wasn't in such i wasn't already doing it if that Mm -hmm. makes sense i was Mm -hmm. learning about it Mm -hmm. and i was practicing it but it wasn't a profession just yet and i think the most important part of overcoming that would be to continue that goal in honor of them and prince you say that because exactly what your dad told us Mm -hmm. is um Mm -hmm. you know take all that hurt and make your mom proud and um, to hear you say that is right on. Your yeah. dad told us the same exact things. Exactly. Um, and Prince, where did you get the sexy voice from, man? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, sexy radio voice. They call it my Barry White voice. In my life. <laughs> Seriously, that's crazy. So, Prince, tell us about the the poem. And how did you discover it? Um, I was in English class in twelfth grade. And it was an advanced placement class. So um, if I remember correctly, it's Dylan Thomas's mm-hmm. um, poem, and it's called Do Not Go Gentle Into That Good Night. And what is it about the poem that that resonates with you? Um, well, we I, I like poetry, actually. I've liked it ever since I was in high school. There are certain poems, like um, I love the format of the poem for Shakespeare's Sonnet 130. It's written in iambic pentameter, so it's the closest rhythm to the heartbeat. And it's supposed to be a love poem. It's and then the last two couple they're called the heroic couplets. They're supposed to show unity. Nice. And um, this poem, I don't know much about the format of it. I haven't studied it like that. But the reason why I think this poem stood out to me, first of all, it reminded me of Grandpa a mm. lot. And it's um, what was it about that that reminds you, of Grandpa? Well, this is this isn't when Grandpa had a stroke, and this isn't yeah. when anything serious was going on. But it's the poem itself is the guy wrote it for his dad who was dying. And he told him, don't accept death. Because I think his dad was. He was just waiting for it to happen. And he was giving up. Mm. And the poem is saying, you know, fight until the end. And I think that reminded me of Grandpa because that's what he's 
always yeah. talking about I'm a Jackson, I'm tough, you know? <laughs> and, <laughs> and there's something to say about someone, even in the face of adversity or in the face that you know you're going to die, is to continue living your life to the fullest extent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And cool. I think that's why I liked it. Is there a certain line or phrase that, that you love or that sticks it's out to you? It's probably the main part of it where it goes, do not go gentle into that good night, rage, rage against the dying of the light. Mm. And... Um, I like that for two different reasons. One, because of the, I don't know if you would consider oxymoronic or paradoxical language, where the first language, the first line is very gentle. Do not go gentle. It's not as aggressive, and it's very passive. And then the second line is a complete um, turnaround, where it says rage, rage against the dying light. So Mm. you have both sides, and I think it fits per different situation. There are certain situations where you might not, you don't have to fight, but you don't have to give up. Just stand mm-hmm. your ground. And then there are other situations where you need to fight and you need to push forward. And mm-hmm. I think that's why those lines <clears throat> stand out to me. Cool. Wow. That's nice. Yeah. And also a lot of people might have heard it in the movie Interstellar. I um, you know what? I have not seen that movie. It's, it's a, a good really movie. good movie. That's I saw it in a yeah, hot Ro- theater Ro- and I sat through the whole thing. It was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, really I, well I done. I gotta see that. I the guy that. who I always forget his name, but he was the guy who played Alfred in in Nolan's Batman movies. Do you know who I'm talking Michael about? Michael Caine. I think it's Michael Caine. He's the one who read it. I like that reading a lot, but I think Anthony Hopkins is my favorite reading of that poem. So you're saying you can go on YouTube, yeah. and if you don't want to read the poem, you can listen to YouTube. It. But I find reading it, like seeing the words, yeah. is a little bit better than just hearing them. Cool. It's funny because I'm looking at friends hearing them talk, and I just remember him as a little boy. <laughs> so, so it's just strange to me. I remember him talking to me about dinosaurs. Now he's talking to me about poems. Yeah, and crazy. I was looking at pictures of myself, and I realized how much I've changed as I've grown. I mean, how much I've stayed the same. Yeah, yeah so. very true. You've always been real smart because you, yeah, yeah. you sound. You're making me sound really. Like, I feel yeah, really right? dumb with paradoxical and all that yeah. stuff you're saying. But. Trying to hang and follow him. Um, that's great. That's great stuff. Um, so do you, do you do any poetry, Prince? I wrote a poem. I like poetry. I feel I have to be inspired to write. It's not something that I can continue to do. It's something that it needs to speak to me about it. Um, I wrote a poem for my dad on his birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote that in the style of a villanelle, I believe. No, I wrote it in a sonnet, as a sonnet with an iambic pentameter. And because it shows the love and it conveys that love, I think that's only for people who really understand poetry and I just like that format I think it's a very simple format and it flows nicely and I think it's important because you know after his death people have only seen him as an icon or a legend Mm -hmm. and nobody realizes him as a human Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's basically what he is Mm -hmm. so I think showing that from a personal point of view is what my goal is from here on out is to show him more as a man Mm -hmm. that's something else that's beautiful man I think that's needed yeah definitely um, we do have a question. Um, one, one of the um, Twitters want to know, I think it's Sequoia? S-A-K-O-Y-A. Um, she wants to know, Prince, do you have any favorite poets? Um, uh, I grew up on Shel Silverstein. I think that is, mm-hmm. you know, that I, th- and I, I think the reason why I like it so much is not because of the content of the poetry. I mean, it is great poetry. Um, from The Giving Tree to all the books he's written, A Light in the Attic and stuff like that. But I think the reason why I enjoyed it so much is because it's the memory I have of me and my dad reading those right. together. Mm, right. That, you know, it's funny. That's exactly... We were all the nodding our head. Tree. That's exactly... Yeah. He read us those books, too, and that's the, it's the memory. And I can still see the pictures and everything, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... 
That is so true. Um, no, I, I mean, before we, I think we're going to be talking for a while, but so before we get into more of inspirational stuff, tell us what you're doing, like now with your Heal LA. So I'm getting a lot of questions about that and how people can support. Let us know all that. Well, Heal LA is a very interesting thing because um, is something part of – I don't know about how many campuses have this, but part of Loyola Marymount is they have something called service organizations. And what they are is they're essentially fraternities for people who don't want to be in a fraternity. And they focus on helping your community. There are different service orgs for different types of things. And there are like you can do you can be in a committed service org where you have to do a certain amount of community service hours or you can be in a non-committed where you can just go along with the group and help out whenever you can based on your schedule. Um, HLA is one of the latter ones. It's open registration for all the students. And it was started by a student. It's actually a very funny story Mm -hmm. how it started. I was walking to my car late one night and John Mudo, he came up out of nowhere to me and he's and he said, are you Michael Jackson's son? I was kind of freaked out a little bit. I was like, yeah. yeah." (laughs) And he's like, oh, man, I've loved your dad ever since I was little. He inspired me to do the things I want to do. I want to start a service org in honor of him, and it would be an honor if you were a part of it. And I'd be like, yeah, I mean, that sounds good. You know what? If you could get it to me in writing or something like that, then we can get it going, right? I didn't see him for like three or four weeks, and then I see him again in the same spot the same night. He comes in with a folder, like professionally done. He had his whole background story on there, the different partnerships he's been working with, who he wants to be partnered up with. And this is another student. This is another student, and it's something to say about John is I think that he's an exceptional person because as a 20-year-old, he wants to be the director of a 5013C or a nonprofit organization, Mm -hmm. similar to D.D. Jackson. Yeah. Not many 20-year-olds are, are thinking that. They don't no. think like that. Yeah. And when I talk to John, you can generally see how nice of a person he is and, and how much he cares. And his story is amazing as to why he wants to do it. If we do decide to talk to him or if we have time mm-hmm. or maybe in another time, yeah. we can. I'd like him to tell his story because I don't want to ruin yeah. it or anything. Yeah. But I think John is the real reason why this project was spearheaded. We are partnered with um, – we're partnered with the Rays Foundation, um, Habitats for Humanity, and the L.A. Food Bank. And cool. basically our mission statement is to help child homelessness and homelessness in general, um, domestic violence and child abuse, as well as hunger. And the hunger is a little bit more broad and in so far a geographical location because we can do things with the L.A. Food Bank, such as send food out to other countries. But the other two, we're really focused in L.A. because obviously you want to make the world a better place, but you need to start somewhere. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we've heard talks of, um, I, at least I have, I've heard of people wanting to start something similar to that on Pepperdine or on USC. So right, right. it could be, or hope, I would like to see it grow into something bigger. than. So it's this brand new. Yeah, it just started this semester, actually. And oh, then wow. you, you guys, um, I know we've all retweeted, but you're raising funds. Yes. How do people contribute to that? Um, there are two ways you can contribute. We are trying to do... Our service org is more based on quality of our production than quantity of it. Mm-hmm. So what we're trying to do is we have two really big events that we'd like to get done before the end of this year. We have one coming up for Thanksgiving and one that we're not so sure about for Christmas. And the one for Thanksgiving is we're trying to raise $20,000 to feed an amount of people. We don't know the full amount yet, but we're looking at the venue just changed. It was going to be an MLK Park. Now it's in a park in Inglewood. And we're hoping to present a Thanksgiving meal for the families that don't have a place to eat or they don't have food to eat for Thanksgiving. That's That's beautiful. People can help by donating money because we do need money to purchase food. And also they can help by coming and volunteering. And for that, 
for people who would like to volunteer, they can come and go onto the Heal LA page and submit their name, and then the organization will put them on the uh, volunteer sheet. Is it just www? Um, it's you know? actually it's the the page by the page. I mean the um, the social media. There's okay. Instagram. You can find okay. them on my Twitter. Um, so I, just I'm through pretty, you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll retweet it too. Yeah, I posted just, the link a couple times and cool, cool. Yeah. Um, What's so? What are some of the challenges that you know? Because it's a new foundation or organization, yeah. and obviously for, with you, I know you're doing a lot. What are some of the challenges that you guys are? The facing? main challenge that I think, because John is the president of it, and I think the main challenge that we face, the main challenge I face personally, is devoting enough time for that. Sometimes I don't have time to show up to the meetings or something like that. Because um, you are in school. Yeah, I'm in school. school. I'm doing the production company. Yeah. I have other business stuff to take care of. How, you, how are you liking school, by the way? It's amazing. I think if I think if you have the opportunity to go to college, I recommend it. Not for the education, because I think you can Not get an education yeah. um, anywhere. Mm-hmm. I think it's because it's an education about yourself. You get to learn who you are, what you like, who you don't like, and who you don't want to associate with. And I think it's a great, it's a great period for a kid. Like for me myself, I don't see myself as an adult, but legally I am. <laughs> you know, and I think yeah, it's a you it's say a, that you say that proudly. You yeah. Always, always do. So. And it's yeah. a great. Yeah. I think it's a great transitional phase because mm-hmm. you're technically not an adult. You're technically an adult, and you're basically living on your own in college, but you still have a support system there. And mm-hmm. I think that's what that's yeah. why college is so Very great. True. Prince, what you never in your college picking process, you never even considered outside SoCal. No, w- why? Because of family. <laughs> cool. I, I didn't want to leave answer. anybody. I love that's it. That's a great answer. And, and, and that's exactly... I, I did, did the same. You did I, did the I did the same exact thing. It's just, you know, you, you have that... I don't know what it is, that, that home base. And you feel like that, that you want to be there for them. That they yeah. Need. Well, for example, because of the work and everything with this production company and a lot of stuff, it was moving a lot quickly and my time management hasn't been done properly. I haven't been able to see my family in mm-hmm. about two weeks, mm-hmm. maybe even more. I'm not sure. And then I feel that it physically affects me and the mm-hmm. way I act and the way I treat mm-hmm. people. I went home Monday. Yep. I was home I'm Monday sure, yeah. all day with my family. And for a while... It's like I didn't exist. Like I was in a, a little pocket, and yeah. that was it. Yeah. Then going back home sucked, but <laughs> that, that, yeah, it just wasn't the same. But I think it's important. Yeah, you're 100 percent right, Prince. Um, there's a question on Twitter um, from Yours Truly April who wants to know: um, Do you hope to be a great humanitarian like your father Michael was? I think everybody should hope to be like that. Um, for obvious reasons, I don't think anybody can reach that amount. Because of how much he helped charity, how much he donated to it, and all the causes he did. I mean, I would like to be at that level, and I sure will try to be at that level. But I don't know if I can ever be. I don't think mm-hmm. anyone can ever. I <laughs> yeah. mean, seriously. You, you know what's cool, though, Prince? He knows that now. Yeah. Like, when I was 20, I was I was trying to be at that level. But now yeah, that I'm 38, yeah. you can't be at that level. Yeah, I feel like there's so many people, though, and there are some members in our family who it they want to be at that level. I feel like it's almost a competition. Mm-hmm. But for me, I see it as pride. Yeah. Like it's it's the uncles and the Jacksons and every, the, the generation before us, they were the pioneers. Mm-hmm. They yeah. built the name and they're the ones that made it great. Mm-hmm. Us, we have to go out and do our own thing. Mm-hmm. And now, obviously, I don't think that no matter anything we do in our time, it could be the most amazing thing in the world. You can't compare it to them because they grew up in a time where black people just were not seen as 
entertainers, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's why it was so pivotal to have the Jackson yeah. 5, a family from Gary, Indiana, become so big. And I'll say global entertainers. Yes. Pop, yeah. you know, yes. Mass yes. entertainers. Exactly. Um, that's cool. I, I, it's, and I, I'm kind of lost for thought a lot talking to Prince because I just get mesmerized how smart this young man is. And I'm so <laughs> yeah, proud totally. of him. There, there's a good question that kind of ties into that. Uh, yeah. Gigi, I think it's G-I-G-I. So that's mm-hmm. Hey, Gigi. Um, she wanted to well, she wants to know, um, this is a question for me, you, and Terrell. Does Prince inspire you? All, and she says, I'm sure he does. And how? I, 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 so <laughs> Prince, I'll go first. Yeah, I've go told you this many times. You inspire me, man. And I've almost doubled your age. But I, I'm just so proud of you in, in every way, from your love to you show, that you show the family, um, the entire family, not just my immediate family, to your, your, your drive and your focus um, my only concern for you is, and I fell victim to this a bit, we want to do so much and do it so well because of, mm-hmm. I think, I'm going to just say it, because I think your dad, that's what he was, be the best. You'd be the best that sometimes he was just so good at everything that if you're not so good <laughs> naturally at it, good naturally, at it. That, that's it's the, hard that's sometimes to be the best, you know, especially with everything that's going on. That don't beat yourself up. I I think it's funny that you say that because I was talking – I can't remember who I was talking to about this the other day. But I was talking about in my mind, I don't think that everything I can do is good enough for me. Mm. Like it's always – I need to do next. It's got to be next. What's next? What's next? See, and and that's what I'm saying. At 20, I was feeling the same way. And I'm slowly now feeling better about and learning how to to handle Mm -hmm. that. So I'm just telling you as advice, watch out for that because – don't beat yourself up, man. You know, there's so many different things I want to do that I I'm, know like, I, have, I don't I have, have the time. I have a good, <laughs> I have a good story because, and this this ties into Uncle Michael. It was um, remember we were I think we were in Europe and we were I don't want to say the word complaining to him, but we were just because we were like. You know, we want to do more, you know, our yeah. songs on the top, but we want to, you know, we're not doing stadiums and all that. Like you, yeah. Yeah, and, and he had to really, he's like, you guys are doing amazing. He's like, your album sold more than our first album did. Mm-hmm. And that really put in perspective, but it is true that when you see the greatness that he had, you kind of, you know, you want to be, to, you want to do great stuff and, and you have a certain level of quality that, you know, you might kind of hinder that. and. I've actually been a little. I've lowered. I don't want to say lowered the bar, but I. I, <laughs> no, I just, you know what I become mean. Become more realistic. I, yeah, because it's like I. I look back at you know three T and everything like that, and we did so much and we did great. But back then, I'm like you know we could have done this. Yeah. yeah, we could have done this, and so you can't look at it that way. And and so because yeah. I know what you're kind of going through, I see it a bit, and I just want to keep reminding you, you're you're on the dean's list. You got your production company right. with, with already projects <laughs> done, and, and you're still on fast forward <laughs> securing the next ones, and you're doing the Hill LA stuff, and you're an amazing family member. Um, so you know, just don't don't beat yourself up. Yeah. That's a yeah. wrong thing. What are you gonna it, say? To no, him? no, it's just it is it is a little bit different, difficult being the second generation mm-hmm. in that sense because there is especially with the first generation having the success that they have. Um, of meeting those expecta- mm-hmm. expectations, yeah, um, and then we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, and we don't allow the time to grow. You know, even with the Jacksons, it didn't happen overnight. You know, and Auntie Jan and everyone else. You know, Auntie Jan, I think it was third, fourth album. So with us, it's like we didn't even allow ourselves the time to to grow into that. The growing but then pain. again, a lot of people expect you to automatically just have that type of show, like our first and to be amazing. Right, our first yeah. our first tour. 
Brotherhood tour, it's like we didn't have the budget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We didn't have <laughs> tanks on our stage. So we yeah. didn't have, yeah, we didn't have all the, the big screens on the sides and yeah. all the smokes and stuff. But, you know, for, for where we were for the first album, I thought we did well. But at the time, we, we wanted so much more. Um, but it's, it's hard. And, and that was one thing that uh, I guess the question was, does he inspire Prince, inspire me? And that, that's something that inspires me about you, Prince. Um, with all the pressure, you, you seem to just care about you and your life and do the best you can. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, I love that. You really live your life. You don't really care what people... I mean, you care what people think of you, but you, you don't... <laughs> not you know really. What I mean? <laughs> like, like you, you care about people and like how... I care feel, about but, people, but not what yeah, they think. Yeah, but not what they think, exactly. And I, I love that about you, yeah. you know? Yeah, and I think for me, it's generally... it's. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind for me is just his heart, you know, mm-hmm. in general. And... and that's what I'm most proud of with him, and it resonates to me, and it reminds me so much of his dad mm-hmm. in that way. And mm-hmm. so, you know, and I've told him how proud I am of him as well. But that, for me, is the is the icing on the cake. Cool. Yeah. But I think when it comes to it, I don't think because anybody in our there's a lot of people that can feel like they're in a situation because their parents have achieved a certain level of success. Now it might not be fame, but they could have achieved a certain level of success. Success. Mm-hmm. I know some people who have parents that are doctors and stuff like that and they feel that they have to do the same thing yeah. but it's not necessarily that they have to it's they, it's because their parents are kind of making them feel like that and I don't like when you're saying you don't beat yourself up about it I don't feel like I beat myself up about it I feel like, like I use it as a drive to go for more Good. I feel like there's ambition and there's over ambition I think I'm somewhere on the line where it's a problem like I'm right on the edge to where it can be a problem mm. and I think if I take on anything else then it's a problem <laughs> and then we got a problem <laughs> then we're gonna have to shut I'm it down watch <laughs> um, there is another question it's um, and this is to all of us um, are there any women in your lives that inspire you, you? wait before I answer that I was actually gonna talk about that that's, oh, a, there that's you a, go. a very so it's actually perfect timing right, because yeah. I was thinking of this one person hmm. who I, I was thinking what is. can I talk to Prince and, and my bros about next and the one thing I think we have a lot of things in common obviously but the one thing is we all as youth lost a, 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 a huge part of our lives in losing a parent and there was one person um, that in our in all of our lives that was so amazingly strong and instrumental in our rebound and um, that is obviously grandma mm-hmm. and um, it's so cool that you asked that question because I wanted to say something and just I, it was kind of like something I wanted to say to others out there it's you know you may not have all the money you may not have you know a lot of things you may not have but the one thing you can have and give is love yep. and that's the thing yep. that I've seen grandma do throughout my yeah. life is just through love and just through listening and and just being a, a perfect model of love has made such a difference in my life mm-hmm. and I know yeah. you guys all agree yeah so I think I'm in a way if you guys add on but I want to actually I wanted to actually say that prior is just a, a shout out to grandma for yes. her love and for like again for anyone listening provide love to people because that's what helps them overcome is love Mm-hmm. Exactly. So true. Um, and I, I was just actually when you were talking, I was thinking of Grandma <laughs> because one of my one of my favorite moments um, was when you when you turned was seventeen when you got sixteen when you got your first car. Yeah. And I have a picture of you hugging Grandma. It's like my favorite picture. Because, I want that picture. I yeah. I picture. Like I, I I have this picture of you and Grandma and you're hugging her and it's just um, it's an it's an amazing moment for me. 
You know what I mean? Because it's just a lot of love there. But, you know, our family obviously is not small. Yeah. We have a lot of <laughs> <Yeah>. uncles and <laughs> cousins and stuff. But it's like everyone will say the same thing about grandma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, she's just love. She's just really is full of love. I think it's not that I didn't have respect for grandma when I was younger. I always did. I think I, my respect has grown as mm-hmm. I've gotten older. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what Terrell said is right. I think I think Grandma is literally the hub of our family. 100%. Everybody will always be there for Grandma. Like most of our family might not be in the same state. They might not talk to each other because they got their own thing going on. But Grandma is the central. Like everybody will always talk to her. Yeah, absolutely. And I had the, I guess, the honor of interviewing Grandma for um, my American Diversity class for an yeah. essay that I wrote. And um, I, the essay was about black struggles and um in america both um historically and modern day and i was able to talk to grandma because she grew up in a time i think she was born in 29 so she grew up in a time where jim crow laws were still in effect Mm -hmm. and i got to talk to her about that but growing up in gary wasn't a very it wasn't racist she said Mm -hmm. there wasn't segregation black and white kids would go to school at the same time but black kids could not swim with the white kids black kids could not dance with the white kids and then when she moved up to California, she said that there was a couple people who didn't think that Latoya was her daughter. Mm. There, that some people um, called her the N word, mm. and they didn't like her because of the way she, or the car she drove, or whatever, stuff like that. And I've been thinking about it a lot lately, and she still shows love to everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that she has personally seen some of the worst in humanity. Yep. And the fact that she can still equally love everyone is. Is something it shows something about her character. You're right, and and I think that's just also forgiveness. You yeah. know, to yeah. to love is to forgive, mm-hmm. and it's something that I still am not where I want to be. Yeah, um, you know what I mean. It's hard, it's a hard thing to do. Yeah, but grandma like is the perfect example of that, and I think it's important to do that. Yeah. You know, so thanks for sharing that, Prince. Yeah, definitely. That, that's that is the tough thing because grandma always sees the good in people, mm-hmm. and it's it's. At times, it could be the downfall for a lot of us. Mm-hmm. Because we're always, sword. You know, especially in our family, we always, we're too nice, you yeah. know, and we get hurt in the end. And I, I personally think, you know, with Uncle Michael, the same thing. He's just always loving. Yeah. And even when people are attacking, he's just always fighting back with love. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So it, it all comes from grandma. But you know what? I think that's what makes both of them special people is the, the strong love that they have. And, and, I urge again all our listeners to be that hub to really put your effort and work in to be that hub for your family I mean not only for your sisters and brothers and, and parents but for your kids and your grandchildren and the great grandchildren because you know if, speaking for grandma is my grandma but for my kids that's their great grandmother and for for them that's all they know is you know I should say that's all they know but that's grandma and that's she's their constant you know love signal for them the fe- older female love is grandma and so, I also want to add, I think, before we go on to another question, yeah. another topic, is um, another woman that has, what was it, inspired, or what was the original question? It's inspired, right? I think it was inspired. Uh, yeah, that inspired you. I think it's TJ's wife, Frances. Oh. And I think because she showed me what, first of all, what a family is, mm-hmm. and what a mom is. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that you guys just have it locked out. Yeah. Thank you, Prince. That's really she, nice. I, She's... That's what actually attracted me to her, Prince. <laughs> I mean, it, it was her figure, too, but it was, it was her mothering skills, yeah. you know? And, and I always... I, you, well, yeah, you went through this, too, but um, different. But for me, I was with a mom a lot of times. My dad lived further mm-hmm. away. And um, 
you know, it, it, when it all came down to it, I knew no matter what happened to me, if I tragically lost my life, I wanted to find a partner that would be a strong mother. Yeah. And um, that's that's important. I think Francis definitely is that. Thank you for that, man. And I was also thinking about the other day. I have to thank you because you uprooted your life for us. Thank oh, you, Prince. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. Um, um, and we'll do it on a heartbeat. You're only young once, and <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. Um, we're going to remind everyone we are live on the Power of Love uh, radio show. So if you are listening to us right now, thank you for joining us. And we are opening up for questions. You can tweet us at DDJ Foundation. Yes. Uh, Todd, do we have any other questions? Um, so far? Gosh. Uh, well, I know you're screening them, too. I yes. am screening <laughs> them. So, yeah, crazy I'm trying ones. to stay on, stay on topic. But, um, you know, a lot of people are just are talking about their grandma as well. And, and you know, some someone asked what was our best memory. Uh, once he asked, you know, what is your best memory that you guys have of your grandma? Of grandma yeah. Each one of us. Like, what, what is our best? Um, I can start if you Yeah, go ahead, Tosh. Yeah, go ahead. Um, for me, it was definitely my wedding. Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and because it was the first dance you know um that you mm-hmm. know when you had the first dance and i know grandma did not want to do the first dance <laughs> but i knew that she couldn't say no either and it was just it was so special to me because i knew that she did not want to be up there but she was there and but it was my way of just thanking her for everything because my wedding wouldn't have happened without her and um you know all my role models grandma was their role models you know whether it was uncle michael or mom or you know my dad it was like there you said the hub but to me i look at her as like the sun you know and we're all mm-hmm. planets we revolve around her and we need her warmth mm-hmm. and that's how i've always looked at grandma and, and that for me like just that the, the wedding would have that's all i want to say the wedding wouldn't have happened without her and and that for me she moved um everything around to make it happen and I'm eternally grateful for that. So that's my memory, of Grandma. Um, I'm. Need a second. Yeah. I, I I have a lot of memories of Grandma. Obviously, some some I want to keep personal, yeah. private. Mm-hmm. Some I can't share. Um, but one I think for me, one of my favorite memories is actually Grandma and Grandpa was performing on stage. You know, with my brothers mm-hmm. with the tour. Um, I forget what London. I don't know if it was like It's Wembley. Was it? Wembley Arena. I guess it was Wembley, says TJ. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was just it was just having them there. Yeah. Um them being there for us. Obviously we lost mom and she wasn't that was our goal to perform and and, and tour and be on stage and she wasn't there and able to be uh with us. But having grandma and grandpa there and I'll I'll never forget um their faces, um, because they were so proud of us and so happy. And I remember after the show, <laughs> I remember after the show, Grandma Grandma um, told us how proud she was, and uh, she even uh, told us about Grandpa, mm-hmm. how he was very proud, and he even actually started crying. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, Grandpa. You know, but yeah, that was you know, it just it just showed as as you know, because Grandpa likes to be yeah. super tough, but it's <laughs> like you know, it's the heart is just you can't hold it back sometimes, yeah. and that that just made me feel good that. You know, I'm happy you said that too because I, I think it's also an opportunity for us to give our love to Grandpa mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you know he t- he takes a lot of negativity slack that's not right and not fair or, or warranted, uh, yeah. not warranted, yeah. especially from where they started. 
being in Gary and to, to have us just one generation generation away, you know, to, to be all in our situation, mm-hmm. we, we can't we can't only thank grandpa for, for yeah. having that discipline. Yeah. If you think about it, none of our uncles are in jail. None of them are in gangs yeah. or dealt with that or, or you know, on drugs mm-hmm. or anything. And that's that's their parents, you know, and, and grandma and grandpa and their, their foundation. And that, that's an amazing accomplishment, you know. Very so, true. Very true. Um, all right. What, what else we got, Prince? What, uh, anything else you want to talk about? I mean, my, I have a couple of memories of yeah. grandma. Um, a lot of the, some of them are sad and then some of them are happy. I think the one that I probably remember the best is... I remember when I was really little. I remember I have a lot of memories of her, but I think one of the, the ones I remember recently is very similar to um, Terrell's is my graduation mm-hmm. about two years ago. Was yeah. uh, I saw it when I got off the stage, Grandma was crying. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Prince, I always tell you how proud she is of you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's so proud of you. Mm-hmm. And okay, so I don't have the best memory. So <laughs> I know I have a lot of memories of Grandma, but I'll make it short. I remember when uh, Rio, when Frances was pregnant with Rio, <laughs> she was crying, and I was like, "Why are you crying, Grandma?" She's like, "I'm just blessed to be able to see another grand, great grandchild." And the thing I gotta give Grandma props on: she knows all of our birth dates. Mm. She knows how many great grandchildren, how many. <laughs> sure so she's she's she walks the it's walk. It's crazy you know? how much she knows. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think for, um, right now it's a good time to just talk about you know role models in, in terms of how important they are. And a role model doesn't have to be you know some as we said before it doesn't have to be someone famous. And I think that's kind of the the downfall of what's happening today is that kids are looking up to these famous people that don't really have the morals and the, and the, and the, the you know what they should have to to be looked up like that Mm -hmm. I know I stumbled this now but anyway I think that it could be a grandma it could be a teacher it could be it can come from anywhere so you can be someone's role model you don't have to even be related to them Mm -hmm. and you can still be their role model and make a difference and um, I have a one of my teachers you know the 12th grade 12th or 11th grade um, Dr. Holbeck you know he had the best that he he, wasn't one of your role models was he no but he taught me the one of the most important lessons of my life he taught me not to believe everything i read he actually he had Mm -hmm. two different accounts of the um the boston tea party and one was from you know it was from both different sides and they both were saying that the others were savages and he's like which one is right Yeah, yeah and he's like it's all of who writes the article yeah and that really, he actually told us to take our books and just put them away, and that didn't go well with <laughs> with the with the foundation, with the foundation. But it it taught me to not just believe everything I hear. Yeah. And I think you know a lot of you know the Jackson fans and and all that know that lesson, but there's a lot of people that don't, and mm-hmm. that taught me like just don't take things for face value, just be knowledgeable, research it, and and figure it out, and you know be open to certain things. And so yes, that one teacher, you know, and. I didn't even get a good grade in his class, you know. Yeah. But that he one, was hard though. He was impossible. I got a B minus. I got a C but plus. But a B minus is oh, terrible. You, you beat him. I, you know what? It's a rarity. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a, I, think, a rarity. I, I think he softened up. Like I think, I think because he was tough. Yeah, he was I had hard. him the first year he he came, and so I think no one got an A in his class the first year. So I think he, he, I he adjusted. No, I don't. I didn't have him either. But I was thinking we've all had one teacher. Was it Miss Mahoney? Miss, have you guys had Miss Mahoney? Yeah, right? and, and Bernstein. Bernstein. Yeah, she retired Bernstein. though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Miss 
Bernstein. Bernstein. Yeah, the whole, <laughs> it, it does. Like you know, that's the thing. That's the amazing thing. If you know, if there's any teachers listening, you really do inspire your students, yeah. and mm-hmm. they do remember you 30 years later. Yeah, you know, and so that's the thing for me. I I would say as well, and and so yeah, that's it. No, and and I'm gonna piggyback on that because I think um, I think that's that's where the the reward is is when is I think I think we as a, a society get too caught up with you know thinking that it's great to have all the money and all that stuff and the mm-hmm. reward really is in just making a positive impact and putting a smile on someone's face mm-hmm. and it's it's something simple as you know just just you know being there and 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 just providing fun yeah you know I, I think we put the wrong people up on a pedestal the, in, in society, society does in for sure society yeah. and that's a thing yeah so um, there is a question from Sequoia again who wants to know um, if you can go back in time you know and talk to your younger selves what advice would you give them? That's a good question. Does anyone want to go first? I can start because I already know the answer. I would say just, you know, enjoy what you have in terms of like, as we were talking before, like I was so hard on myself about success and in terms of achieving, you know, those goals that I really didn't sit back and just enjoy the brotherhood era mm-hmm. like I should have. Yeah. And then when you get older, you're like, oh my gosh, those were good times and stuff like that. So for me, I would say that would be it. I think mine is very similar to Tosh's. Um, for me, it would, I mean, I'm not that old, so I don't know how what's my <laughs> But we'll, 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 we'll yeah. work under the impression. Run with that. it. Run with it. Um, I would say that, um, I would say don't care so much, but not like how it sounds. I think just don't let things bother you or don't let things get to you because stuff happens mm-hmm. get over it it already happened now deal with it but that's also how you grow as a person yeah is is dealing with stuff and mm-hmm. you know so and i think the way you deal with it is says more about i think the way you deal with problems says more about you as a person than the type of problems you've had in your life mm-hmm. and i think that if for me i tried not to i like it happened don't cry over spilled milk you don't do well on a test something doesn't go well you got to go you got to move on that's too late mm-hmm and this, you know that lesson more than me. I'm still working on that skill. I'm <laughs> not have, the best. I have at that, that skill. You, you both have that skill really well. I have that. Skill. You know, you just gotta let it yeah. roll off the shoulders. Yeah, it's how you but stay it's young. The whole <laughs> yeah. how, how you look young. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it, I think it's all the same. Enjoy life, you know, because yeah. it goes so fast. Yeah, you know. Um, just looking back, you gotta you gotta enjoy the moment. Live in the live in the now. You know. It's tough, but we all have to do it. Even now, you know, 20 years later, we'll be looking back at this day. Yeah. You know, these will be the good old times. So when you asked the question, I was thinking, like, what regrets do I have? And I always say that I only really have one regret. Prince has heard this story so many times, so he's, like, probably looking at me like, again. But uh, I think when you go through life and you make mistakes, you learn from it. But the one regret I have is not going to school, not going to college when I did mm-hmm. as a teen like when mm-hmm. Prince is going now and I've told you Prince your dad was so on me about go go mm-hmm. go that's the one thing I probably that's the one thing I didn't yeah. listen to him on because mm-hmm. the other side of that if I went we'd have to put 3T on the side and yeah. for a four year period and I was having too much fun and, and my goals were going too fast so that's the one thing I regret is not going to school as a 18, 19, 20 year old. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like you said early in the show, I think that's a crucial thing to do for kids, not only for their education and learning, but to help find yourself and figure mm-hmm. out who you want to be. Um, let me ask you this question. You've always wanted to be a, a filmmaker and since you were a young, yeah. young little stud. 
Is that still what you want? I know it's kind of shifting a bit, but I'm going to ask you now. I've never really it, directly I, asked you, but it as a definitely 20-year-old. has changed a lot. Like when I was younger, my dad, he had us taking film classes. He got a teacher from either USC or UCLA. USC. I can't remember. I yeah. And we did a lot of film studying. He taught us about shots. For my birthday, Taj actually gave me one of the notes that he had, that my dad had put together and written. Mm-hmm. Um, and... So I was always under the impression, you know, I want to grow up, I want to direct, I want to make movies. And that's something that I still want to do. But as I've grown up, I've seen the way people interact with each other. And I feel that with age, there comes a certain level of respect that no matter how old you are, you will still have that certain level of respect and you'll have that advantage. So then I tried the acting thing for a little bit and it's fun, but it's not something that... I enjoy doing it, but it's not something that I would love to do. Mm-hmm. And then I found out that I kind of like doing business. I like negotiating and I like handling stuff like that. And Taj had a production company. And so I kind of thought, you know, maybe I'll figure out what goes on with production. I found that out after I started the production company. <laughs> so there's the little problem with that. <laughs> no, that's a good there's way a good. lot more that goes into it. So I just dove head first. But I think the way I'm doing it, like my plan of attack is I would love to see I want to learn as much as I can while being on set. Like even when I was little, I'd be on set, and I love. I want to watch how the director interacts with the actors because when it comes down to it, the director of photography he's the one that handles the shots. Mm-hmm. As a director, you have to inter- you have to know how to interact with people. You have to be able to invoke the right type of emotions from them. Mm-hmm. And I think from watching other people do that and just being able to help on part of set, then when I feel like I've gotten to a certain part in my life where I have a certain level of wisdom from mm-hmm. my age mm-hmm. I think that's when is probably a good time now that being said there have been directors that have started off younger Steven Spielberg George Lucas mm-hmm. but they started off at a very young age I just feel for me I enjoy the production stuff and the producing so much I can do that in the meantime beautiful I love it Prince you know what you want yeah. <laughs> I love it man. I love that about Prince I really do he's always known what he wants to do so I, I think you know we only have five minutes left. So I think we should do some um, some quick plugging of of DDJF. Um, this show has been a little different than what we've done in the past. Um, again, we didn't really have a format coming in or, or mm-hmm. a structure. We just wanted to kind of talk and 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 try to gear it towards inspiration and and hope and and just feeling good about yourself. But if you're just discovering our show and want to learn more about our foundation, please make sure you go to our website, uh, www.ddjf.org. Um, and Todd, do you want to give out the, the social, social handles again? Yeah. Uh, Twitter is at DDJF Foundation. Facebook is at DEE, DEE Jackson Foundation. And Instagram is at DEE, DEE Jackson Foundation. And then Twitter is DDJ Foundation, because you said DDJF Foundation. But it is DDJ Foundation. I got you. (laughs) Um, All right, you guys want to do some last thoughts, or is there... Oh, one more thing before we do that. Prince, um, one more time, you're Heal LA. Let's plug it again. Yeah, one is... The event has been moved, I think, to the 19th now. Okay, okay. Um, We're updating the GoFundMe, so all the information should be on the GoFundMe link when it is updated. Um, with hours and the date, um, and then the website. There's no website. There are the social media handles. Mm-hmm. The, um, I got the Twitter. The Twitter yeah. is heal h e a l Los Angeles. So heal Los Angeles, and you'll see a cool picture with uh, a bunch of students and young prince there, holding it down with his red LMU shirt. You know, How you like an LMU? I love that. I think it was actually probably one of the best choices that I've made in I my life. Yeah. Um, 
It feels like it's like it's a relaxed place. It's it can be a home or it can be a place of business. So, and now that right. we're saying that, because I remember as a youngster, you always wanted to go to USC. Yeah. And I just yeah. just so we could say something, these both Taj and Terrell went to LMU, and they both separately were like. French should see, he should go to LMU. Yeah. It's more his yeah. style. He'll we like it. We didn't want to say it beforehand. <laughs> I mean, I toured USC, and I, I just wasn't feeling – I mean, for some people, it's the perfect school for them, and I understand that it has a better standing than LMU when it comes to business, film, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, or at least a ranking. Yeah. Um, and they have the, you know, the Trojans help Trojans, but I think that they have a Lions help Lions thing as yeah. well. Um, but I feel that – you're going to spend so much time at that school that you might as well feel like home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that in LMU has that very type of community vibe yeah. as opposed to USC where it's very education-based. I love it, friends. LMU's great. It is. You liked it, Hunter? I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I only, we only got, I only got to go, I think, for a year and a half because then we went on tour. But the time I was there was, was great. And I only applied to two schools. I applied to LMU and I applied to actually USC. I applied to three and plus I, Chapman. I got into both, but it was it was baseball or music. Yeah. And Todd was already at LMU. Yeah. And I uh, toured the campus and it was very much like Buckley. It just bigger. Just bigger. Yeah, yeah. And I felt felt at home, you know? I'll be back. I, I have to actually... Um, yeah, you, Todd, I've been on you, man. What's um, up with this? You know, I, I did... And, and I also made a promise to mom that I, you know, finished college. And so, for me, it's... it's You're close, I'm, I'm aren't like one you? year like, away. I'm, I'm a year Todd, away you got one year away? Okay, yeah. why don't you do this? When Prince is a senior... I'm timing it. Okay. I, but I got to <laughs> So I can see how fast you wrote it. You might skip faster. No, no, I plan on graduating in 2019. Okay, so I, yeah, I got some time. But yeah, that would be funny if we both were, had the caps and the gowns oh, at the same goodness. time. All right. Well, any final thoughts for you, Prince, as our co-host? And fr- first of all, thank you for stepping yeah, in. Thank man. you, guys. I had and a lot of fun. Was, I thought this was uh, interesting. Cool, man. Any final thoughts you want to say or share or anything? Um, no, just that if anybody can help out with the Heal LA um, financially or through actual volunteer work, that'd be amazing. Awesome. Taj, Terrell, we're no, good? No, I think it's great. I love what you're doing, Prince. Yeah, so I'm proud of you. Love you, and I'm proud. Love you guys. All of us are incredibly proud of you, Prince. We love you. And um, we'll be back here next Wednesday, 1 to 2. Um, and that's pretty much it. Hope you guys have a good rest of the week. Thank you for listening to The Power of Love. We are here to provide hope, resources, and a community so no one feels alone in their grief. Support for our Power of Love radio show comes from a variety of generous donors, including supporters from institutions, individuals, and corporations through the D.D. Jackson Foundation. D.D.J.F. is a nonprofit 501c3 organization.